Welcome to our new segment, Cocktails and Colts, <laughs> with Tyler and Jordan. Hello. What are you drinking today, buddy? I'm drinking you in, let me tell you. Big old <laughs> cup of latte. No. Latte. <laughs> latte. I'm drinking a Mad Elf Aww. from Trugs. A very delicious Christmas beer with cherries. Ooh. And though it looks small and mighty, it is 11%. So. Oh, so you're going to be drunk again. That was 15 before. <laughs> this is only 11. And I've eaten today. So. That's good. I had some chimichangas. Chimichangas. Mm-hmm. Delicious. What'd you eat? I was at Olive Garden. I was there. I was family. Uh, did you have all you could Breadsticks? eat? Breadsticks? Yes, I did. Soup I and did. salad? I did the soup and salad. How long Actually, did you have the them? Uh, a few <laughs> seconds. Until <laughs> no. it starts getting uncomfortable. Did you buy one and take it home? No, I thought about it, but then I forgot. They give you cheese with it so you can try it. That's mind-blowing. Mind I think my closest Boggling. Olive Garden is an hour and a half away from me. <laughs> This one's probably like 45 minutes. Yeah. But it's where the stores are. It's where it's where Target is. So they're supposed to be. Oh no, these aren't my not my non uh What's vibrating. Is it this? That's what I was gonna ask you about. Yeah, I hear it's like a it's like you know, when you're calling somebody on the ye old telephone and you hear the Let me switch my mic over and then see. Okay. Oh yeah, it's definitely when you're talking. Is that better? It's way better. Okay, I'm just going to keep my other mic off, and then I can just move it away. Everyone's going to go away! Listen to Tyler's sensual voice. Move my mic so it's not in front of my... I need to make sure that it's high enough that I'm not going to be, like, breathing on it when I laugh. Oh, God. Yeah, that's fair. You don't want to do that. Yell at me if I do, because that would drive me insane. I don't think I would notice, though. I think the only person who will notice is Lee, and Lee will be like... Lee's the one who yells at me when I do it. What tarnation? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's how I imagine Lee talks in my head. She says tarnation. Oh, the other way. (gasps) Oh, yeah. What are you drinking? 1979. 75? Oh, that's a five. I'm drinking some Bubba Gump Shrimp Company uh, cocktail. Oh, it's like, is that a cocktail from them? It's oh. made up. <laughs> it looks like it looks like eggnog, if I'm honest. Call it a hangover float. And it's cream soda, rum chata, creamer, okay. yeah. and root beer schnapps. It sounds really good, actually. And I usually add some fireball, but I did not see it over there. <laughs> but Pitbull was unavailable for this episode. Sorry, I won't be that toasty. <laughs> Just schnapps and rum chata. So toasty. in case I'm most likely we're, we're posting this for before the other episode we did. So this is our first episode. <laughs> Never done this before. This is so new to me. I couldn't put the gifts that I opened on the other one out because I was like, oh, we're probably posting this one first. (laughs) (laughs) And then it would be like, continuity. Who's their continuity person? I want to write them a strongly worded letter. 
So uh, who would be concerned? Yeah, I was mean and wasn't ready and had to get tires and stuff when we recorded the last episode. So we started recording really late. So Jordan went first, even though I was going to go first. And even though he's never done this before. So we swapped. Literally out of, <laughs> out of the frying pan and into the fire, as uh, Meatloaf would say. It was a good episode, though. So stay tuned next time. <laughs> we hope. But it's my cult today, so you know it's wild. <laughs> you know it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, I did it on The Family, which there's a, there's a million cults called The Family. <laughs> right. I think of something like the, uh, you know, like the mafia. Yeah, basically. You know, I think of The Family. Hey. Uh, the original. Or Vin Diesel. <laughs> The original name for this cult, I think I wrote it down somewhere, was the Superior White. Oh, God. What oh, was no. It's it like a white supremacist name. Then they changed it to the family because of some pushback. They're getting with the times, you know, they're trying to update their image. This is one of those rare female led cults. Oh, okay. which is also surprising about the name. Yeah. And it's an end of times cult. Do they have a prediction on the end of times? Not a date, but just that it's it was coming. Oh, that it's imminent. Well, that I mean anyone could say that and be right. Exactly. Yeah, obviously, it's <laughs> relatively it's going to be soon. Right? I mean relatively it'll be a time. It's going to be a time in the future. Oh, like we said before, it'll be a Tuesday. <laughs> So that you have to go through another Monday first. So you have to go through a Monday. Mm-hmm. That's what the world will do you. The one last uh, spit in your face. Mm-hmm. Hey, the good thing is I can turn and you'll still hear me unlike my other mic. Exactly. <laughs> so there's a lot of cults with the same name, as I said, and it plays on the emotions and the desires for exactly what it says. People want a family. They want a group. They want something they can fit in with. And feel like they're a part of something. A lot of people grow up in very dysfunctional families. And so Mm -hmm. she played on that as well as the need to feel accepted and feel like you're doing something and and providing some sort of karmic relief (laughs) for your life. Interesting. Um, So, oh gosh, where was I at? Um, so yeah, she would see um, see people as numbers that she could try to get into this cult. Uh, I don't think she actually cared about anyone. <laughs> Maybe she did. I don't know. Um, I, I noticed you're using past tense. Is she no longer in the world of the living? Recently, yes. But the cult, oh. this cult, started in the '60s. Okay, so it's been around for a while, and then she's mm-hmm. been she shoved old. off this mortal coil. Yeah, yeah. she died at like a hundred. Like <laughs> she was born Jesus. in nineteen twenty-one, and she died in like two thousand nineteen. So she almost made it. Mm-hmm. So she was I'm old. She, I'm glad she didn't, though, because you know, being a white supremacist. I don't I know mean, if she actually was, though. There was nothing really. She just started a group for one. Yeah. For she, for them, I should say. She wanted and it wasn't necessarily that she thought white people were better. She thought she was better. 
than everyone else. Interesting. Okay. So it wasn't all white people. It's white people related to her. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the people were just her wallets. <laughs> I wonder, does she call them that? Were they I, I hope so. Her, her, <laughs> her voice really bugged me in the documentaries that I watched. <laughs> I can't imagine she they, had a pleasant voice. They flat out asked her, so did you do did you think that you were like a spiritual being? She's like, I didn't think that. <laughs> like that was her answer. Oh, that was it. There wasn't like there wasn't like a comma or a semicolon there. I oh. Didn't, I didn't think that. <laughs> she sounds like a wonderful time. Um, so the cult was formed in the 1960s by the founder. Her birth name was Evelyn Grace Victoria Edwards. Evelyn Grace Victoria Edwards. I had to tell Evelyn about that because her name. I was Evelyn. gonna say her name's Evelyn Summer Grace. <laughs> Vic, but I, the Victoria Edwards is interesting because you have you have a king and a queen there. Mm-hmm. But flip. It is Australia. Bit. It's Australia, so it's very. Oh, yeah, yeah, it would be. And she, oh, here's a fun fact I didn't write in here. She was obsessed with being British and not Australian, even though she was Australian. Oh, boy. (laughs) So she would, she has this like weird British accent, which really bothers me when she's talking. And she taught all her favorite people in this group to speak that way as well <laughs> to, dr- to drop their australian accent and to speak <laughs> as if they were british oh. yeah yeah oh, but it's like an exaggerated rich people british it's not it's like a caricature of a british person <laughs> it's <laughs> i wonder I, i'd have to listen to her. i wonder if it's received pronunciation which is technically the king's english now because mm-hmm. we, we lost uh, elizabeth but um I wonder if that's what it is because it's very, yeah, it sounds very goofy. I'm closing all my windows here because it. I was going to say, it looked like you took a picture. No, I was closing all my uh, stuff that I had open because it was freezing a little bit. Uh, okay. Whoops. I think it was my end. Usually, if my Dropbox is open, it'll do that every few. Oh, yeah. You got to close your box. Got to close my box. That's how I got so many kids. <laughs> So she was born December 30th, 1921. And Evelyn had asked me, was she born in the summer? And I was like, well, technically that's the summer for Down there, yeah. Australia. <laughs> and she did die in June, June 13th, 2019. So it was um, time when she died. Good. Yeah. She uh, believed that she had the answers to the perfect belief system combining western and english and eastern beliefs together and claim that she herself was the reincarnation of jesus christ also the reincarnation of jesus buddha and um i forget what the other one was but all together like she was bringing something else some other something jeff Um, jeff yeah she was combining them all and they were like in her body together as like this beautiful thing and beautiful. she she was obsessed with being beautiful i will tell you <laughs> was she beautiful though like a, at one time objectively? um when she was younger okay, well, she was I mean, very beautiful yeah. 
uh what she did to herself um okay so oh, she did things she was obsessed okay with looking young so she would get a lot of plastic surgery but back then facelifts weren't the what they are now because now they could make a line around your hairline and then they'll like bring your forehead up and then bring your hairline back down back then they took Right. it from back here so her hairline kept going back further and further like through the videos that they had <laughs> Mm hmm it's like this hairline that just kept going back Where are you going? Yeah, Evelyn. <laughs> It's a nice haircut you got there. no wigs That's somebody you would else think showing she'd me have up like a whenever toupee you want to do it. like And then just the You front know, or something? maybe she thought Jesus was bald too. I didn't write that in here. So that's some information for you. <laughs> um, goodness gracious. Beginning around 1964. And she changed. Okay. So she changed her name when she got into all of this for to have like a new start. Her name now, which I feel is not as good. <laughs> Um, is Anne Hamilton Byrne. Um, Ann Hamilton Byrne. yeah. B-Y-R-N-E or B-U-R-I-N-E? B-Y-R-N-E. B-Y-R-N-E. Okay, I figured she was going to go the B-Y-R-N-E route. Um, so she read, led a religious and philosophical discussion group um, through yoga. It's not exciting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, She did this rather late in life then because she was born in what, 21? Mm-hmm. And she started it in 64, so she would have been 43-ish. Yes. Okay, 43 years old, and you know what? That's, I'm almost 43. I can, it's time to start a cult. Yeah, and I'm going to scroll down a little bit to explain a little bit of the beginning before the cult to explain how she gets there. <laughs> um, so yeah, to understand what happens, we have to go back to the beginning. Anne's mom died living in a mental institution after being diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic. It is possible that Anne did start out trying to help people and thinking she was doing the right thing. It definitely did not stay that way. <laughs> Yeah. Anne's father was not able to keep employment and was not in a place he felt he could parent Anne by himself. So he put Anne in an orphanage. This was pretty common back then uh, when parents felt they couldn't physically take care of their children to put them in an orphanage. Sometimes they go and pick them
on his way to the orphanage to go pick up the child. He was in a car accident and died. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Well, that's Um, her origin story right there. Yeah. So then when that happened, the orphanage wouldn't allow a single parent to adopt. So she couldn't adopt the child. So that fell through. And then they wouldn't let her adopt any other children because of that. And so she ended up, yeah, just having her one daughter. And her daughter was actually a young adult when the cult stuff started. So like she went through her life, Mm -hmm. like trying to adopt and trying to do the right, do it the right way. And it wasn't working. She then got into yoga to try to um, make herself feel better and try to give herself some sense of purpose. And then she started teaching yoga classes at a yoga studio. Mm -hmm. Um, slowly her beliefs started getting a little more extreme and she started doing like these talks during her yoga classes that would didn't make the, the owners of the yoga studio feel very comfortable. You gotta wonder like what, where did she pick it up? Like where? So, I mean, like, I'm so, I, I, I'm, you're like over there going, I have to scroll now. No, no, <laughs> I scrolled down there to talk about that and then I was scrolling back up. So you're fine. Okay. Um, so they, yeah, it was just, it was very sad, but, um, she, yeah. um, I think she had some mental health problems. <laughs> oh, for sure. Cause I, I mean, figure after that happening. Yeah. And a lot of like, um, her mom being a paranoid schizophrenic, a lot of trauma will induce that if you already have it in your oh, yeah. brain. Um, right. you hit a certain tipping point. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she had some of that going on, but it wasn't diagnosed. It's just shocking with the amount of people she surrounded herself with that would be able to diagnose her. <laughs> um, so, um, how did they find members? How most do through yoga classes. <laughs> yoga. So she actually brought some of the people that were listening to her over and started her own studio mm-hmm. and would teach the way she wanted to. Um, so she actually got really close in with a psychiatrist that lived near her and she started a studio on his property And he would bring a lot of his uh, colleagues, so lawyers, doctors, um, a lot of the high up people in the area to the yoga classes. And then they would refer their patients (laughs) to the classes as well. (laughs) I just realized I can Google her. I need to see what she looks like. Okay. Look up what she used to look like and then what she looked like later. (laughs) Oh, she was very attractive. She was. And then like you see, yeah, that forehead's going back like a garage door. (laughs) Whoa. And it looks like she started wearing wigs at some point. She must have. I mean, once she gets to like this age, she looks like she started wearing wigs. Yeah. Yeah. The, there you go. Those lips too. With with that guy from the 70s show. Oh my gosh. Oh no, that guy was good. that guy was in one of the documentaries. It looks like Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> he That's does. Like. <laughs> Sorry. But he's been canceled. Present cult person. I felt really bad for that guy in the documentary because he was, it was all he knew was the family and he was one of the, the kids. And so oh, he, he stood yeah. behind her because he's like, you're supposed to stand behind family no matter what. And then like later on realized what actually happened to him. 
that's really sad. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they first sought out middle-class professionals, um, a large portion being from the medical field. Rainer Johnson was the name of the psychiatrist that allowed her to come onto his property and really endorsed her. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, Rainer? So Rainer. Rainer. <laughs> Rainer. <laughs> That's a name. So how, she, a name? how she got in with Rainer. It, I didn't write that in here either, but it's fascinating. So Rainer is married and she, he was started going to her or his wife and him started going to the yoga classes. She started, I believe, sleeping with one of his friends to get information about him. <laughs> and then she, and... and then she befriended his wife um, too. And then the, him and his wife were going to go to India and she said, just like at one of their classes came up to him and was like when you go to india your wife is gonna get violently ill she's gonna be okay but she's gonna get sick and when they went to india she got sick and what did you do she didn't do anything she just knew everyone gets sick when they go to india (laughs) well i I was gonna say you gotta watch what water you drink yeah for sure but okay so she if the wife already believed her too like the power of suggestion on top of that yeah she, absolutely she got like a stomach uh bug and uh was sick for a couple days on their trip <laughs> so then I he's like i'm that. all in she is jesus <laughs> so <laughs> that's how she got him in and then he started getting all of his friends and and one of his friends was the owner of the psychiatric <laughs> stop it <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? What did I do? I'm just here listening. I'm I'm a passionate <laughs> listener. Um. So yeah, they were bringing their patients, and then they were having her come into the psychiatric hospital and teach yoga as well. Um. She started. So they started being really excited about certain studies during the '60s with LSD, um, oh, and yes. other hallucinogens. Um. So she started giving LSD to people and while taking her class to get them able to open up spiritually through meditation and become more enlightened. I mean, I would do that yoga probably. That sounds kind of fascinating. The way that she first did it. Yeah. The way that they first did it, it sounds like something I would do. (laughs) And they would also do shrooms too. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. Uh, So she would do, that was one of the, things that would help with PTSD in the psychiatric facility as well if done correctly <laughs> you know I've heard that uh, that um, another one is ecstasy mm-hmm. more modern obviously now but yeah I've heard that ecstasy also can help with PTSD and I'm over here like hello how can we get that regulated and and, and to me please I know I'm so scared to do take anything like that nowadays without it being like pharmaceutical just because of the stuff they're lacing and things and people. Right. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm, it's not, I'm 100% yeah. with you on that. It's not the drug. It's the stuff they're lacing and like, if you're going right. well, to try shrooms. things. Yeah. Shrooms are shrooms. So. Shrooms are shrooms. Uh, but folks, if you're going to try stuff, do it safely, know where you're getting it from and know that those people know where they're getting it from. And have a person. Have a person because a lot have of times, a person you trust. A lot of times, these people selling it—they're not the ones making it, and they don't even know where they're getting it from. Exactly. Yeah. So have a real person. 
Um, so historically, LSD and other hallucinogens have uh, been given to members of cults as a tool to lower their inhibitions and have them be more subjective to manipulation of the leader. This is no exception. So later on, she started doing these sessions with people, like individual yoga sessions, <laughs> where they would they would take the they would take the LSD and she would lock them in a dark room until it like took effect. With then, her? No, by themselves. Oh, okay. And, and then she would walk into the room and they would have like a spotlight on her and she'd be wearing all white and like come in and talk to them about how she was Jesus. <laughs> This sounds like something very Stanley Kubrick. Um, I could see a scene like that being in 2001, A Space Odyssey. Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> but it worked. I mean, people thought, oh, I did have this vision. You are Jesus. And they thought that they were alone in this dark room the whole time. And that was the vision that they had. So they're in solitary confinement and it's dark, I'm assuming. Yeah, but And they're black. tripping on whatever hallucinogen she's given them. Mm-hmm. Like, no wonder she comes in as Jesus. They're going to be all over that. That's wow. Okay. Uh, um, so during the late 1960s and 1970s, New Haven Hospital, which, yes, that sounds like a very creepy psychiatric hospital name. Um, that's up to no good. Uh, was a private psychiatric hospital owned and managed by Marion Villamek. A mem- and she became a member of the cult. Many of its staff and attending psychiatrists were also members, and it was said that they were almost forced to be members if they wanted to work there. I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was kind of curious how you know a gaggle of intellectuals such as therapists, well, or did you say psychiatrists? Psychiatrists, well, and therapists. Yeah. So the staff cool. in general. So, and I, I believe she found most of her staff, new staff through the cult, and then the ones that wanted to stay had to kind of join. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so where was I at here? Um, so the LSD was prescribed under the direction of the family um, psychiatrist, John McKay and Howard Whitaker, and befriended the owner who was elderly and sickly, and she was able to convince her to leave the facility to Anne when she passes, which didn't happen. I knew it. I knew that, that place was getting after. bequeathed. Yeah. It was bequeathed. <laughs> it was bequeathed. Um, the therapies led to several deaths at the hospital. And finally, in 1975, one of them was looked into and the hospital was under scrutiny after that. Eventually, the hospital changed hands and became a nursing home. Um, oh, completely separate from the family. But it was a while oh. after 1975. Like she had okay. it for a while. <laughs> Um, from the 60s to like the 80s and then it finally closed down down in 1994 i want to say oh even as a nursing home yeah the facility closed down the whole facility okay um the cult grew and her drug-induced yoga followers were paying Anne a lot of money to be in her presence her fortune grew and grew and she began getting a ton of plastic surgery to appear to be to not age because she told them that she was not going to age that she's going to be timeless and live forever they didn't um, uh they didn't catch on to that no. like why would you make <laughs> statements like that that you know you can't i mean obviously uh, she knows that she can't back it up because she's getting plastic surgery why not just let me like skip that one <laughs> i know right she just was very let, let's maybe, 
she was very <laughs> obsessed with staying young and feeling yeah. young. Um, so when she started the cult, like I said, she was in her fifties and right, yeah. she didn't tell them she was in her fifties. <laughs> and I don't think they knew that she had an adult daughter either because the, the daughter was never part of this. I was just about to ask, was the daughter a part? But no, apparently not. Is the daughter still alive? I'd have to look into that. I don't think she wanted very much to do with it, but um, especially since later on, um, I- I'll talk about it at the end, okay. like all the children, but uh, her mother stole her child, like her granddaughter. Oh, no. And no one really knows how she did it. Exactly. Like she actually absconded with a baby, mm-hmm. not like just theoretical oh. brainwashing. No, oh. she absconded with a baby. Wow. Okay. She stole 28 children. Wow. Mm-hmm. I think that was my email. I'm going to close my email. Whoops. <laughs> um, so she wanted to show her followers she was really Jesus by not aging and she was more than human um she wore gaudy jewelry designer clothes and always had her hair done she did not try to hide her wealth at all this is quite different from other cult leaders because some will try to like squirrel it away have like oh yeah properties but they don't show it on the outside like that they're it's almost like she was in amway (laughs) be like me the one (laughs) percent be like me you can be like me oh well i guess that's for next time oh yeah sorry that's a hint at next week's episode (laughs) i'm doing a great job tonight. (laughs) hello everyone and goodbye because i'm getting fired okay uh um so that's the part i already read okay um in the 1960s mysticism mysticism became a very popular interest among people of all ages she started so when she started her own studio to help um with the help of that psychiatrist friend um she really built up the studio around herself in the mystic arts so she said that she was a medium um and that like she was enlightened and through buddha as well as everything else under the sun um but yeah, Rainer Johnson, the he was a physicist and psychiatrist. Um, he was immediately enamored with Anne's charisma and youthful appearance for her age. He even wrote in his journals, unquestionably the wisest, the serenest, the most gracious and generous soul I have ever met. Same person? <laughs> He began taking her yoga classes and soon began trying the LSD with her and they became, they came up with a plan to combine the two and heighten the spiritual experience. It seemed to work and that um, was when he invited his colleagues and friends to join her classes. Soon after the trippy yoga classes <laughs> began, they opened another studio on Rainer's property so she could speak um, to the classes and hold meetings to talk about her beliefs and her second coming. Oh, um, oh like a Jesus second coming. Oh, my God. It was so creepy. So there's some of her home videos that she made that you can see. 
and she's like talking in the background and it totally is like a video you would watch like on something in a chair like strapped down being forced oh, to, like yeah. <laughs> like, in, like in clockwork orange yes. alex <laughs> has his eyes exactly <laughs> you're welcome for that visual oh <laughs> when that movie came out it was pretty trippy oh yeah oh absolutely today's kids are like what is this this isn't anything we have saw 10 (laughs) we have saw 10 i mean it's interesting you say that though because what i think i think clockwork orange was 70 69 71 somewhere around there when it was released same with 2001 the space odyssey so i mean you know here's the thing about baby boomers they had lsd (laughs) and they had these movies and cocaine in their coca-cola you know, and they're <laughs> sassing us. You guys had exactly. LSD. Get off our backs. We don't have free or, or lie to us. LSD. You did it. And you smoked pot. Like, don't even. Yeah. We remember this. We know what the 60s were about. You you, you all had this phase. We could still smell it when we were born. We, <laughs> we could. <laughs> it reminds me. Okay, that reminds me of the seventh heaven. Did you watch Seventh Heaven? I okay. I had a crush on the second oldest daughter. Uh, Lucy. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I did too. watch it. I did too. But when the mom admits to smoking pot, and it becomes like this huge thing, like, oh yeah, how like the husband's like, how could you not tell me that you smoked pot before? <laughs> I mean, he has no room to talk. Let's oh not even God. bring him up. Oh my the God. actor. Uh, we should talk uh, about the cult of Hollywood. <laughs> cult of Hollywood, honest to goodness, that would be like a whole year series. <laughs> and there's one cult of Hollywood that tries to shut you down anytime you try to talk about them. One of my favorite podcasters, Stephanie Harlow. Shout out, Steph. Uh, you probably will never see this. Um, she, <laughs> she, uh, talked about them the uh the science one i was gonna say it's gotta be the science one she got two episodes in and they start their legal team started contacting all of her sponsors they are litigious as f as the kids would say i want to find out if she put those episodes on her patreon because i i want to see the rest of them i wouldn't (laughs) even be surprised if they started like following like like legitimately following her they're so wealthy. I don't know. I don't know what part of the country she's located in, but I they would still do it. Someday we'll get brave enough and we'll talk about them. <laughs> We're not okay. sponsored, so they can't really go after us. It's true. Who are they gonna well they'll just go after us? <laughs> sponsored by Bubba Gump Shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> they get a random email. <laughs> that Tyler Holmes he doesn't stop talking about us. <laughs> sponsored by pickles. That's who should sponsor. Like mm-hmm. the, I follow that guy that, that is obsessed with mustard. And he has like, oh, I'll have to send you his videos. But he has everything I mustard. And he tries, like he get like the mustard. What was it? Candy. Oh, Skittles. Mustard Skittles. I need those. I love mustard. Skittles sent him like special mustard Skittles. Were they? I wonder if they were sweet. I don't know. I'll have, to find the, I'll have to find the videos for you. Yeah, it's, please do. It's a really cute husband and wife. His name's Dylan. 
kill him. Adorable. And he, he always looks shocked. His eyes are like this. Oh, you can't see me. I can see your eyeball. Oh, oh, oh. All the time. It's hilarious. It's amazing. <laughs> He's I mean, so I guess my eyes would be too if I ate a lot of mustard. A lot of mustard. Oh, gosh. Okay. Where was I at here? I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's very likely she even began believing her own words. Um, it really seemed like she was delusional and believed. Oh, sure. What she was saying. Um, this was when. Um, the manager of the New Haven Hospital started bringing the staff to the meetings and um, bringing in the teachings and treatments to the patients in the hospital. Well, at least they were already used to Anne when she inherited it. <laughs> right. Oh, she did horrible things at that hospital. So <laughs> not, not, not like it could have been worse, but it was bad. Um. The stat, oh, sorry, I already read that part. Twisting the Christian and Eastern teachings to Anne's benefit, she began pushing on the members to give up all of their earthly possessions to her. They gave her their homes, money, jewelry, and many of them, their children. (laughs) What? I mean, obviously, you can't legally bequeath kids to people. So what, how, they're just giving them. So most of the children from the members aren't counted as her children they would come like on the weekends sometimes or they would stay for a couple months okay um they weren't counted as her actual children except for a couple of them that were fully given to her but they would like allow her to teach them especially after they turned 14 so 14 was her magic number of how old the kids could be to take lsd (laughs) how is she getting lsd like so far like i mean once the 60s you know, the late 60s are over. Like, how are you getting all this LSD, Anne? I don't know. Were they making it? I have no idea. They must have been making their own LSD or... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like I said, they're a little behind there. So maybe the LSD thing went a little... Maybe. But like you would think, like, how is this under the radar of law enforcement? Like, what, what's happening here? Some of them were members. <laughs> I mean, you have to think about it. Like, it was a lot of the lawyers and doctors, psychiatrists. Like, there weren't a lot of members who weren't at least middle class or a prominent position. Really widespread. Like, at at their peak, how many like members did they have at their peak? Over five hundred. Are they still active today? I hope not. (laughs) No. Like after she died, like did someone take over? No. No. Okay. Her husband, though new husband was like behind her a hundred percent until she died <laughs> like, probably like oh wait a minute and she had followers up until she died like that some and of she them... never came back no it's third coming so... <laughs> guacamole he's like i'm the third coming <laughs> <laughs> he's like no i meant cumin, cumin. second cumin for the curry. Third cumin. The third cumin. Not coming. I'm not uh, coming back to life. I'm sorry. Okay. Keep so going. At, so it was thought. I was not 100% sure. But it, this was what could they could prove. When all was said and done. And everything was found out. She was worth at least $8 million. Oh. That was a decent chunk of change. Yeah. Most of which she got from members. I mean, let's be honest. That All was of it. Not, yeah. 
Because mm-hmm. what 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 else is her income going going to be? I mean, it's yoga. <laughs> yeah, that's not an eight million dollar affair. Uh, so Anne fell in love, or maybe just knew she could control one of her followers, Bill, and he was happily married. Slowly, she forced him away from his wife. So this was a huge thing. So her members. She told them that for them to receive good karma and be able to go to heaven, they would have to do everything that she said and follow all of her rules. And if they didn't, they had to come and tell her, or if they knew someone else wasn't, they had to tell her or else that was on them as well. And then they would be punished. And one of the punishments often was being forced into her psychiatric facility. (laughs) You only needed two doctors to sign off on a person to be in a psychiatric facility. And, and she, she had definitely a had the two doctors. Oh my goodness. So sometimes like they a- had to stay there for short periods of time as a punishment and things like that. Like yeah. she created Catholicism. <laughs> like 14th century Catholicism right, is what she, right. what she did. Oh my gosh. Um so <laughs> So part of it was that they both had, so both of them were in the cult, the husband and wife, and they had a really happy marriage and were loved each other. Um, And a big thing she liked to do was control relationships. So there would be people, she'd be like, okay, you two are no longer married. You're going to be with him and he's going to be with her and just make the relationship or just be like, no, you guys aren't going to see each other anymore. What do you think though? Like, do you think Bill could honestly have consented? Like I don't know. Given the like, defin- like the the legal con- uh, legal definition of consent, it's like, hard because all the way up till her death, he was like gung ho. She did nothing wrong. She's amazing. Yeah, like and that feels like that feels like that's non consensual. And he was that's, so like, mean to the kids in court. Like the kids later on come forward and they take mm-hmm. her to court take both of them to court and he was so mean saying they made everything up they're just getting paid to like say this stuff that's terrible because most of what we know is from the kids and yeah. what they witness because some of them were older when do we know what the delta is between her age when she marries bill and his age uh, or when they to get look. together um it was in it was earlier on um like 1960 okay. She was still in her 50s. So this was a long marriage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I say marriage. They they were never, like, legally married because he was still married. Right, yeah. So they're really, like, a bigamist. He was a bigamist, technically. Um, Slowly, she forced him away from his wife and convinced him that he was in love with her because they were in a loving marriage. Like, it wasn't, it was just bizarre. Um, and that it was his duty um, to be with the new Christ and help her on her journey. She convinced two doctors that was all it needed for the psychiatric facility to put his wife and commit her into the facility. Oh, no. For how long? I think the rest of her, her life. life. Oh, my gosh. Um, there she sat in the psych facility to be out of her way um, to have Bill all to herself. Um, with with this, Bill ended up abandoning his four children to devote his whole life to Anne. They had four sons. Were they in the cult too, or no, or in the family? No, that's why he had to abandon them. They would okay, okay, 
they didn't like that when their sense. mom was forced into a psychiatric facility and now you're with this yeah, new so woman. Who's right? like I, I don't know how old these kids are but then who's it didn't say how old they were but I, i'm assuming they were like teenagers from the sound of it uh wow so Anne wanted as many children as she could get, and in the 70s, her followers began taking children from outside the group, as well as giving her their own. Um, teenage mothers were sent away at this time, and the children were often taken, and the girls returned to their lives and to pretend like nothing happened. If they did want the child, often they were sent to a psych facility, like Anne's, um, where the babies were stolen away, um, and the girls were basically tortured into submission to not want the child and be able to go home or stay in the psychiatric facility wow so you'd have to be crazy to want a kid kind of agree with that (laughs) (laughs) after the weekend you had (laughs) oh my gosh i had four pre 12 year old girls in my house up until after four o'clock in the morning on hopped up on energy drinks Mm mm-hmm I remember teaching kids like that. No, thank you. (laughs) Well, the funny thing is my kid has ADHD. So the energy drinks didn't affect Becca. Oh, you say it probably makes her tired. So Becca was laying there just working on Legos and the other girls were the ones running around acting. Uh I was going to, yeah, because that's what happens to me when I, you give me anything sugary. Like, I don't know if you remember Surge from back in the... No, you don't, because you're not old now. I, they have Surge again. It's back. Oh, do they? But yeah, like when Surge came out, people were like, oh yeah, it makes you crazy. Like, with energy, and I have it. And I'm like, it just made me tired. I think it's basically Mountain Dew. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Mountain Dew with like double or triple the caffeine, something like that it was. I can't remember. Oh, gosh. Um, so with the group being made up of mainly doctors, lawyers, judges, nurses, etc., it was easy to get around laws and for them to be able to falsely adopt children. In the, in the end, 28 children were taken or adopted by Burns, and they were told they were her biological children, even though doing the math, she was in her 50s when the children started being taken, and she had had a hysterectomy. Yeah. There's no immaculate conception going on here, Anne she went to great lengths for this to be believed and was able to acquire false birth certificates showing that the, she birthed, birthed the children. She changed all their last names to Hamilton Burns and she wanted them to look as much like her as she made. So she made sure to keep their hair bleach blonde to keep up the shenanigans. The boys had these horrible bull cuts. <laughs> I was going to say, like, the Amish bull cut. It was so bad, but, like, bleach blonde. Like, it's like, um, oh, what's her name? Aurora's hair cut. Aurora? On the boys. Oh, the singer. On the boys? <laughs> All the... the boys had her hair cut. On what show? Aurora. She's a singer. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> that is. Who's Aurora? She's a singer. She well, she sang the the voice of the wind in uh, Frozen Two. Oh, so I never watched Frozen Ah, Two. Beautiful. Thank you. Now you know the song. And I was running far away, and I something about the world someday. Nobody knows. Okay, well, I'm going to send you videos after we're done here. Great. Can't wait. 
So now it's starting to sound like Aryan race adjacent. We got the bleach blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of gross. She also mm -hmm. constantly wore a pregnancy belly. So that at any time she could give birth <laughs> when a child was found. Wouldn't someone go up to Bill and be like, my guy, maybe calm it down now. <laughs> She's just this constant birth machine. There was a funny story, though. So she was going to go. Know? She was going to go pick up two babies at the same time from a psychiatric facility. But another person came in giving birth. So she took three babies. And then she's like, oh, just kidding. It wasn't twins. It's triplets. <laughs> and brought them home. And they the grew up thinking they were disbelief, triplets. Or the suspension of belief, I should say. Like, going on here amongst the other members is just outrageous. Mm -hmm. Like, you have doctors who know... She can't be pregnant like could that. diagnose her with what is going on here? Doctors who know this lady is in her 60s and cannot. There's no possible way for her to have babies post-menopause. And yet. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> the lengths you must have to go to believe that this stuff is real. Some of them were allowed to keep their natural hair color. Oh. If they had red hair. Because her her hair color when she was little was red. So she'd be like, oh, they're, they're going to grow into being blonde. Or if it was a light enough brown or blonde that it could pass as a sibling to someone with bleach mm, blonde hair. Okay, yeah. <laughs> These poor children. These I poor wonder, children. I wonder if the, they were put on like LSD when they got their hair done so that they didn't know it was being done. <laughs> I mean, but I guess if they're kids, they don't know anything else. Like, oh, maybe they're just like, oh, we're just washing your hair. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure it was yeah. like, I'm sure it was put in a way that made it seem completely normal for them. Like, I'm sure they didn't go outside to normal school. No, that's part of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you would think after going through all these links to have children and tell everyone how much you wanted and loved to have them, she would treat them well, right? Of course not. Uh, she had the means to do so. She she had so much money. She was constantly traveling to, to England. She loved being in England, but she traveled all over the world. She would travel first class, stay in like five star hotels, and like she had anything she wanted. Yeah, not her children though. <laughs> well, of course not. They're living in squalor, I'm sure. Oh, gosh. But um, life for the children was anything but loving. She had put women in the cult in a position she called aunties over the children. Some of the men were also called uncles. And there is a horrible story about the uncles. Um, but the aunties had the main duties with the children. These women would make them look as similar as possible. So it was their job to be bleaching their hair, cutting their hair, um, dressing them all the same. <laughs> you should look up the pictures of the children right now. I'm <laughs> all right. <laughs> They're so creepy. It's like a horror movie. <laughs> oh, oh. oh gosh. Uh... Ah! Right. Ah! <laughs> oh. Excuse me. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the family videos are like always dressed like that. <laughs> Why is there one dude that looks like Roy Orbison? <laughs> Why is you he allowed? Why is he allowed to have dark hair? I don't know. It's like it's he has got that's sunglasses. That's the one. That's the, the one in the video. That or the other picture. That's that oh, kid. I, you got fucking Roy Orbison in the I family. Think, so I think he is the grandchild of Bill. Okay. They stole one of Bill's children, grandchildren too, and had the mother committed to the psych facility so they could steal the child. And I think that's him. Hmm. So sad. Yeah. Um. Oh gosh. Uh, so she wanted the children to look and appear perfect at all times because they were her children and supposed to be the new race of humans so they were like otherworldly and a like new breed of people that are supposed to be have pure karma so that they um they only have positive karma and (laughs) are like at the top of the the food chain and gonna create a new life i'm like are the children going to create it? They're not actually related to each other, but if they think that they are, are they supposed to be like procreating with each other? I mean, eventually they are going to be related. <sighs> um, the children were to remain perfect at all times, how they ate, spoke, dressed, walked. They were not allowed to step out of line for even a moment. The aunties were under strict orders by Anne to punish the children severely if they did anything remotely bad or if they felt the children needed to witness someone getting punished to keep them in line. Every morning, the aunties would do bed checks, and if any of the children wet the bed, they would be beaten with a belt um, starting at a very young age, like younger than potty training age. That's natural. Like every kid does that at some point. And the more you're fucking abused, like, the more likely it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh my God. A very common punishment was withholding food as well. The children who have been interviewed recall her taking, um, take Anne coming in when they needed a punishment, taking off her stiletto heel and beating the children with it, um, hitting them with her handbags, beating them with objects. If the children still seemed out of line, stubborn, or argumentative, they would be dosed with Valium to keep them agreeable. Once they turned 14, Anne saw it suitable to start giving them LSD treatments, which included putting them in isolation and only being visited by Anne or a psychiatrist, assuming to guide them through the trips (laughs) in the way that they wanted them to be almost as if they were hypnotizing them into behaving how she wanted them to. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't say my childhood was that bad. Right. Right. Maybe it was worse because they didn't give me LSD. Or me. <laughs> you know, yeah. I may have made it better. Not if, LSD being, <laughs> not if you're being guided through a terrible trip on it, though. <laughs> Yeah. I had peyote once. Ooh, how was that? Uh it was trippy. Um, it was really cool because I was guided like by the elders through it. Okay. And and then they write down um so in my tribe, um, when we're about sixteen, 
as the Mm -hmm. first time. And then they'll guide you through it and they'll have you talk through it as well of what you're seeing and experiencing. And then there's a scribe that writes down everything that you say. And then at the end, you find objects that relate to the things that you saw and put it in a bundle and call it a medicine bundle. And then you give it to somebody who you feel needs the item. So it's not really, the vision's not really for you. It's for someone that you're going to meet. Okay. Which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, pretty cool. never did LSD though. Nope. Same here. So trigger warning for the next like two minutes, people, because there's the only talk of essay in this whole thing is this next little blurb. So fast forward like a minute. Oh no, I need to plug my laptop in though. Yep. This gives, you, this gives you time to fast forward. Yeah. It's okay to have to fast forward. We love you. Do what you got to do. Exactly. You know? Okay. Here's the warning. One of the boys recalled in a documentary that during one of these LSD trips, he was being babysat, guided by one of the uncles. Mm-hmm. Um, the following several days, he was bleeding from his rectum and cannot recall what exactly happened to him, but is completely certain he was assaulted by the uncle. Okay. Yeah. We're good now. We're good now, guys. <laughs> but yeah, like. Oh, <sighs> that's terrible. So this treatment would be enough to send a grown adult into depression, anxiety, or even psychosis. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. So having to be put in isolation. So a lot of the kids were at very isolated. So they couldn't even be friends with each other. So if they got too close with each other, they would separate them and make sure that they, and they would pin them against each other. So like I said, if it was believed and it was pushed on them that if you witness someone else doing something bad, you needed to tell Anne or an auntie or else you are not going to get into heaven. Okay. And when that's your whole world, you believe that. And so they were forced to snitch on each other because you need to get your punishment. If you want to still go to heaven. Wow. 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 Yeah, so they didn't get away with anything, and they were basically, yeah, had to watch each other constantly. She was a terrible, terrible person, Anne. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it'd be enough to send a grown person into psychosis. Um, I mean, look at what um, isolation in prisons does to inmates, or even a step down, what isolation because of COVID did to us for our anxiety. And these kids like were only around each other. They weren't even around the other cult members much. So they were only around the aunties and the uncles and, and sometimes. I mean, and studies have shown time and time again, that solitary, like solitary confinement like that Mm -hmm. is not good for anybody. And it's actually considered cruel and unusual punishment. I mean, Mm -hmm. it, it, it should be, it's not because prisons can get away with it, but like, Imagine doing that to kids. There's even laws now in prison that they still have to leave their cell at X amount of time a week. Which still isn't, it's not enough. But yeah, like, I mean, solitude like that, no. That's so, so terrible for any person. Yeah. Uh, Let alone a kid. So the children rarely left the compound, and if they did, it was with the supervision of Anne or an auntie, and they would be severely punished when they returned if they even hinted at going against their wishes. 
The motto for the kids was unseen, unknown, unheard. And they would repeat that all the time. Some of the children recall being able to travel with Anne on occasion. And when they did, Anne would flaunt her first class status in front of them. But they were to remain in the same, on the same diet, same schedule as when they were home. They did not get to leave the, ho the hotel um, much. And they were not to speak to anyone but Anne or the aunties when, and only when spoken to. So yeah, they would get to see what Anne was doing and like stuff, mm -hmm. but mm -mm. um, so uh, everything came crashing down in 1987. So she got away with this for quite a Good. while. Well, I mean, not that she got away with it, but I'm glad it finally came crashing down. Um, so Sarah Moore was one of the children, and How old were you in 1987, I was an egg in an ovary. I was fine. Uh, the egg left the ovary in like January of 89. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great time. <laughs> did you like Landon's age? Thing? I did. I made, I made my own too. Oh, you did too. I didn't watch and... yours yet. Spoiler alert, I'm younger than you. So <sighs> I liked my age though. My age is fine. Yeah, yours is good. Yours is good. Genuinely. Landon. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Before that it was like what 57 or something? He he his was all 69. over. 69. 69, nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hilarious. Okay. So okay. in 1987. Yeah. Sarah was expelled from the group and exiled. So she actually, she wasn't allowed to like leave, leave, but she left. So she got out of there. Um, Good for her. She knew she was going to get sent to a psychiatric facility if she didn't get out of there. So she left. How um, old was she? Do we know? I, I don't think it said her age, but I think okay. she was like a late teen. Okay. Um, Anne told her it was because of the rebellious behavior. Sarah was rebellious rebellious we'll put that in quotes she hated it there um she Good. could see through what Anne was doing she was protective of the other children hated seeing them punished and hated how silenced and zombie like they were she did not want this to be her life she saw the lavish life of Anne, her travels her holier than thou persona and could not um, just stand by and let it happen Honestly, I'm shocked they let her go, but later on I found out they did not actually let her go. I'm going to say, they probably didn't. <laughs> um, I just love that there was someone that even in all of this tomfoolery that she has going on, that there's still someone who's like, you know what? I don't have any point of reference, but this doesn't seem right. She also was scared because Anne told her it. that she had eyes everywhere. And so she was worried, but she was like, no, this is my only chance. So right. she, made, she made her way to the police station and let them know everything. Good. Um, but to back up a little bit, this wasn't the first time the police had been involved. So right. People, you said there were some members. Yeah. So people were, had heard the children before crying and wailing and neighbors had called cps and the police on them they came and checked on the children and Anne had to start a school 
because their one thing was, well, they're not in, because all the children were like, no, nothing's going on. Nothing's wrong. Because if I say anything, mm-hmm. I'm not going to heaven. Um, so Anne had to start a school. They didn't actually ever do school, but she had to start one so that it looked right. like they were right. Ostensibly in school. school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the kids were not taken. Nothing happened. And that was the only thing that had to happen. Yep. Um, and then she isolated them more because she wanted to make sure neighbors couldn't hear them being punished. So oh, they of got course, put, yeah. They got put further in the middle of nowhere. What's the um, point of having these kids if you're just going to do this with them? Like, exactly, what is the point? Yeah, exactly. It's like people who get dogs and they just leave them outside. And it's like, horrible because most most of these children came from the psychiatric facility, women that were sent there because they wanted to keep their babies. Yes. What a shitty person you are, Anne. God. So Sarah made her way to the police station and let them know everything. On August 14th, 1987, law enforcement planned a raid. So it took a month, but they think they called it like the forest raid or something because they, they had to like sneak onto the facility and like get in there. Um, so they planned this raid. To be able to safely get the children out and avoid any casualties since Anne would have um, her world crash down once this began and desperate people do desperate things. So they really mm-hmm. wanted to plan everything really well to make sure they could get these kids out because there was 27 kids still there. Yeah, um, wow. not, a, not including any of the members' kids. Um, <laughs> Anne was able to get word of what was going on and she fled to another country of course and was able to live off her wealth um, until she was found in new york in 1993 she lived years in new york city yeah they don't think she was only in new york city but that was where she was like at the time she was found uh she loved england so they were looking for her there that's where they thought she was but she was in new york (laughs) <laughs> um, was she, she like un- while she was gone sorry but like while yeah, she yeah. was gone was she still like the head of the cult or like what was yeah so she, her members were still somehow corresponding with her um Good grief okay so they still believed her to be jesus yeah and there was nothing jesus. that the members did that they could really like prosecute for so they were free but they didn't have anything <laughs> i mean they had careers and their businesses and stuff but um they were still sending her money even though she had plenty of money but yeah they were still corresponding with her um here's the kicker though she spent almost no time in jail after they found her of course not because she knew people i'm assuming uh and partially because the laws were so loose on adoption in australia that they couldn't really the only thing that she did illegal was falsify the documents um it wasn't actually taking the children that was illegal wow yeah um she barely spent any time in jail instead she was ordered to pay damages to the children who wanted who wanted in on the lawsuit some children didn't want anything from her they were like i don't want her money um, right. um so together for the abuse they had lived through 
Anne was able to live out her days in a nursing home and was later diagnosed with dementia, which I think started a while back. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah. To this day, many of the children still are haunted by what happened to them in the cold. Their formative years were spent in constant fear and pu- of punishment and isolation. They were drugged up a lot of their lives and did not learn how to make relationships. In the end, there were over 500 p- members and many were so invested in Anne and the cult that they did not want to believe she was a phony and, they, um, and that they had been had. They had her back and fought for her and went to the media for her slowly many did come to their senses and have recanted those statements um and no longer feel that way towards her the ones that are alive still um the children we do know about because some have not come forward and we will not release their information for privacy reasons um so the first child is the first child that was stolen um was sarah that's the one that got away Um, She was, so her mother, a biological mother, was a 15-year-old girl who was admitted to the psychiatric facility. They put a pillow over her mother's face as she gave birth um, so that she couldn't see the child when they took her. Wow. Okay. Jesus. Um, Which seemed to be the MO of what they did in the psychiatric facility. And her reasoning was that it would make it easier for them to lose the child. If they didn't see her, see the child. I, I don't feel like that's accurate. Because there's always, you always see those stories on the news every now and again about how babies are switched accidentally. And wow. Yeah. Um, the next one is Leanne, um, who we do not know much about who she was taken from. Ben was offered up to her willingly by a cult member. Rebecca is Anne's biological grandchild and stolen from her daughter. It's unsure if her daughter was like forced into a psychiatric facility or how that happened. How that happened not, yeah. We don't really know, but yeah, she stole her grandchild. Um, Anna Ray, Anna Ree, I think it was Anna Ree, hmm. um, okay. was stolen from Bill, um, or sorry, from one of Bill's sons. Um by getting two doctors to sign off on committing his son's wife right before birth so that she could steal the baby. You know, you would think that these doctors who are complicit in these crimes would have been charged with something. You would, uh, they, there wasn't much about what happened to them. But like, you would think like wrongly admitting someone into a psychiatric facility like knowingly doing that when the person did not need psychiatric help. Yeah. I mean, I guess there must be a a very big gray area where how can you tell whether or not someone does need psychiatric help, but wow. And they say, okay, well, this person who owns a psychiatric facility is telling us that this, this person's background and, and may have been drugged up at the time when they were like, coming in to see the patient to say whether or not they should be so they may have appeared like they could probably come up with a story of why they believed it's just it's so there's so many moving parts because you like 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 you were talking about uh, talking about earlier when um obviously these doctors are there when these these patients give birth 
they know they're not coming from Anne's womb. Like the, the like I said before, the suspension of belief. That's is just... true. That's true because those doctors do know. Right. Like there's the. Wow. Or do they? Because it was at her I... facility, and then she would facilitate adoptions. So right. she didn't. She didn't take every child from the facility. So it's possible that they're just like, oh, she's pregnant. This is mm-hmm. going on. She's facilitating. She's constantly facilitating adoptions. So they may not right. know. They may not know. That's wild. Well, I'm glad she's dead because good grief. Oh, yeah. Um, I wonder if Bill's dead. <laughs> I, I was I was wondering that, like, passively as you were talking. I'm like, I wonder Bill, if Bill's still alive. Bill Burns. But you would think maybe not, just just given how old he may have been when they met. Everything's about her. It's so hard. Oh yeah, I'm um, yeah. I mean, like she's the she's the spotlight. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say if he's alive. It only has her dates, not his. Well, at least we can sleep tonight knowing that the cult is no longer around <laughs> you know in oh. its in any form Perfect. i mean the damage is irrevocable obviously the damage done to those involved those kids that'll never be undone yeah. and that sucks but at least we can sleep knowing she's six feet under at least yeah, and she and not resurrected to her death. She said she did nothing wrong. Imagine going through life doing all of that and then still believing your own lie. Even when you're faced with this, it's like yeah. in front of you. These are not your biological children. I mean, obviously she was unwell. I mean, yeah, she suffered that big trauma early on in life. So there's that going on, but still, like. One of these psychiatrists should have helped her. Somebody should have been like, you know what? And maybe, maybe let's talk. Why don't you sit on the couch over there? We'll give you, you a know? trip. <laughs> yeah. You are not Jesus. <laughs> Get Maury Povich. Do a DNA test with Maury Povich, you know. <laughs> oh. And Hamilton Burns. You are not the Jesus and the crowd goes nuts. She runs off the stage. She runs off the stage. Crying. I mean, not like she would have been. I don't think even faced with facts, she would have believed them. I mean, obviously she did not. I don't think. No, no. I, I think, think she was fully committed to whatever. I think that her dementia started in her 50s yep and she probably had that trauma and just yeah and probably had schizophrenia too and other people playing into her delusions just helped them yep along absolutely wow what a crushing story try to to do a happier one next time (laughs) well i mean there's no such thing as a happy cult as we were saying well i guess maybe but like Oof. Like Bubble Boy, bright, bubble and boy. shiny. But yeah. 
Like it's just, I guess it's just one of those things where you know, cults are not fun, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is this one a very good reminder of that. Yeah, this one didn't have a lot of sexual trauma, so that was good. There was the one, you know, incident. Yeah. Um, most of the ones that I've been researching are full of it, and it's a lot oh, of the, yeah. especially the ones run by men. It typically is a driving factor of leadership yeah (laughs) i have 20 wives now they have no choice not good not good stuff no 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 should we end the happy story i was gonna say how was your drink happy stories yeah because you're almost done i finished my beer because i just and sent me over the edge and you mean evelyn truly Oh yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, Anne really did me in, though. She really, she chapped really my me. chassis. She chapped my chassis. She ground my gears. She chapped my ass. There we go. <laughs> she not a pleasant woman. No, not a, no. And, and I, I appreciate that you started off with a, a woman gang leader because. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're out there, of course, but we all know the men and, and we're going to get, I'm sure we're going to get into the, the men's stories and then we'll get into the essay. Yeah. Um, this one was fascinating me for a while. I didn't know that much about it, but it was interesting Yeah, that, it was. that there was a female leader and there's another cult with the same name in the same area that did some other bad stuff. Well, yeah, the family's a pretty... I want to look up what that name was. It was like the white, uh, the family, Australian, the white crackers. Uh, original name. Come on, Google. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was worse. Oh, go on. The great white brotherhood. <laughs> the great white brotherhood. And it's run by Anne Hamilton Byrne. Mm-hmm. Oh, Anne. I want to DNA You're... test her. Wouldn't that be get her on 23andMe? <laughs> How black are oh, you? No. <laughs> oh. oh my god. You're not as white as you thought. No. I love that. What? There there was a show I was watching a while back yeah. that they would DNA this test white supremacists. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, that's got to be fun to watch. Karma. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like a show that they had on YouTube. But okay, I'm gonna have to look yeah. for look at that up because that's I need some karmic retribution now. Oh, so funny. Most of them were had like a little bit of African countries, and a lot of them had Asian or Native, and they would get so mad. Good. You know, I don't know what they're thinking. Like, how delusional do you have to be to think that you are? pure anything what 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 that's so silly humans obviously like evolved from somewhere we just... from one main source yeah like we... which most like last i knew most people believe it believed to have been africa yeah and then we adapted to different regions we lived in just like animals do right over millennia like us not four thousand six hundred years we don't need any sun protection. <laughs> uh, Tyler, I believe you might need some sun protection. 
I, uh, I wear vampire sunscreen. Vampire sunscreen. So you want some happy news? Yes. This Thursday, which will be the seventh here uh, in Ohio, uh, weed becomes legal. So there is your happy news to try to get the taste of Anne out of your mouth is that I will be able to buy gummies. <laughs> and I've always wanted to try a gummy. Why is so, my charger not working? Is it plugged into the outlet at the wall? <laughs> it's plugged in here. Well. Oh, it is working now. Okay. Oh, I, think something, I think something was loose in there. Loosey-goosey. A little loosey-goosey. So then we can do cocktails and cannabis cults. Cocktails and cannabis cults. Yes. No. <laughs> I'll just be over here spinning in my chair. Okay. Want to know some funny news? I do. Okay. I, I don't know exactly where this is at, but I just saw the video about it today and it can't gave, wait. Gave my heart a flutter. A flutter. <laughs> so there was this guy and his wife, and they own a cafe, and it's a model train cafe like they have model trains i want to go yeah i, I love model trains like japan or something I'm that nerd so um and it wasn't doing very well because of covid and stuff and so they were gonna have to close down and all of a sudden this cat comes in and they feed it and stuff and then all of a sudden it come brings its kittens in like three <laughs> kittens like oh you fed me now i'm staying i love this here's my family by the way and so they they fell in love with the kittens the cats and the cats would chase around the model trains oh that's so cute so they started taking videos and pictures of the cats and posting it on social media uh chasing these trains around and people fell in love with them and so they started so they started like donating money for the cats and then people would come, like, travel to go to this place to meet the cats and see the trains and Aww. eat there. And now they run a full cat adoption upstairs from the cafe. And so people can donate to the cat adoption or they can adopt cats or go and, and play with them while they're eating. Tyler, can we go? I want to go. I want to go, too. <laughs> to Japan. We'll just go to Japan and be like, where is the cats in the model train? cafe at like can we go to there and they'll love us for that alone i want to go i love cats i love model trains you and food it's a cafe it's you can't it's get any perfect. The trifecta. perfect that's the trifecta i approve and i think so butterflies butterflies <laughs> remember that song butterfly kisses with a it's daddy like, uh, there sticking yes. little white flowers all up in her hair. <laughs> Everyone dances to that at weddings now. Oh, gosh. Like, you know the man who made that song. He's like, I am going to live for eternity because of this song now. The song I wrote for my daughter's weddings. wedding. <laughs> oh, flower kisses. With a mama yeah. there. <laughs> <sighs> Walk me down the aisle, Daddy. It's just about time. <laughs> you know, funny story. When my uh, when one of my cousins got married, it was this was a long time ago now. 
but they got married and we were at the reception and I was, it was an open bar. So I was imbibing as one would. Of course. And the, um, they finally, like, it was like the couple's dance song. It was time for the couples to dance, like the, the new newlywed couple to dance. And their first song together was Firehouse has finally found the love of a lifetime. And as soon as the DJ announced that, me, the music aficionado, yes, yes, busted out laughing. Like it's a very serious moment, and you hear firehouses finally found a love of a lifetime, and then you just hear me go. <laughs> it's like in the on the video now. <laughs> on the video, because it's such a cheese ball song. I love when it's white wedding because it's like so anti wedding. Like <laughs> it is so anti wedding. Or my favorite wedding song is, or and by wedding, I mean when people play at weddings, is is um, Leonard Bernstein's Hallelujah, which is a song about adultery. Yeah. Not about Samson. Not about looking, yeah. Cutting Samson's hands. Like, what are you guys dancing to right now? You're dancing to adultery. Uh, like, I think there's a song that is based on Samson as well. Um. It's called Samson. Regina Spectre? By Regina, yes! I knew it! I was like, it's gotta be Regina Spectre. I love that song. I do too. I'm not the hero of the story. Don't need to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was in 500 Days of Summer is when that song was featured. I love that movie. So do I. So do I. I thought uh, that was such a profound movie when it came out. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one. With uh, what's her name in it? The same, what's her name? Zoe De Chanel. Yeah, is that how you say her last name? De Chanel. Yeah. De Chanel. De Chanel. Classier than Du Chanel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you think of Eliza Dushku? I love Eliza Dushku. I bet you do. I love Buffy. Okay, so she played a character in one of my favorite shows, True Calling. True Calling. Which got canceled I'm... mid-season, and I was so oh, angry. Second season. Because it was I've never playing... seen True Calling. Oh, you should. Uh, have you seen Pushing Daisies? No, but I'm familiar with it. I remember it, that. It has a sort of similar concept. Okay. So she... Um, starts working at a morgue and mm-hmm. if a and a dead body that needs like closure will talk to her and be like help me and then the day will rewind 24 hours and she needs to figure out how to help them that's okay and either that save their life or figure out what's happening yeah that sounds like uh do you remember dead like me i love that show right that, that was, was such a good show oh so was... good that's like 20 years old at this point. Uh, I want to be dead. Which is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> or, I want to watch that show. I really do. Where did I even watch that on? I think it was Showtime. <sighs> Back then. Who knows what you would DVD maybe? Yeah, that's why that's why True Calling was um, canceled because it was on at the same time as CSI and it was back before people had DVR. Damn it. CSI, you know, come on. I love CSI. <laughs> You're allowed to, you know, that's fine. I can't watch those shows. It's just too much cheese for me. 
so good. I love, I watch Criminal Minds to fall asleep. You watch too. This Is Us. I love, is. I can't fall asleep to it though. I have to, I'm not done with it. <laughs> I'm not finished. I know. I need to watch us. it. I need to watch it. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm warming up to going to watch it. You're going to cry. I know I'm going to cry and I'm going to, I'm going to curse you when I start crying. There's, there's been like three episodes in a row I didn't cry. And it's the first three episodes. So maybe my heart is just hardened. Maybe, or the the Philly cheese whiz just kind of hardened your arteries. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing, apparently. But no, I, I need to watch it. It's but good. like I said, I'm, I'm going to watch it and then I'm going to curse you for not being there to hold me when I start crying. I'm sorry. That's why you need yeah. an emotional support pickle. I need an emotional support pickle. You got it. And dino chicken nuggies. Oh, the dino nuggies. <laughs> and your your jar of emotional support pickles. I have lots of jars of emotional support pickles. <laughs> and my Sorry. emotional support uh, pickle p- pickle things. Pickle things. Pickle assortment stay tuned next time to find out what those pickle <laughs> things are <laughs> find out why or what what on earth happened Hallelujah. gotta hand it to you leonard <laughs> did you do you like his hands i like his hands yes <laughs> i couldn't find his other chips well oops, oops. maybe i ate them i don't know uh, well, if you all have a cult you want us to talk about or research, or if you've been in a cult or know somebody who is in a cult, feel free to contact us to get on the show. I will post the email address in the description. And we will not judge you. We won't. Ju- no, we won't judge you. We'll just ask you questions. There's, this is a safe space. We're not going to judge you if you were in a cult. I was in too. Okay. <laughs> We, as you will find out next episode, listeners slash viewers. Uh, but I realized I, was, I joined another one when I left the other one. Um, I'm so- also in a cult currently. It's called the Cult of Tyler. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that you'll find on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Cult of Tyler. Uh, Patreon.com slash Tyler Holmes. <laughs> Support the show. Find out how. Support the show. Um, I'm so thankful, though. The Patreon does pay for my subscription fees for everything to be able to post the podcast. I don't make much out of it after that, but it does. This is a passion project, you know. Yeah, it's not. It's not about me making a ton of money, but I'm very thankful that it's paid for by itself. (laughs) So, um. Because hey. every, everything costs money now. Zoom costs money to press be able to record like this and uh, be able to do longer videos and to have guests. Uh, Dropbox yeah. for us to be able to edit and send the content back and forth to be able to post it. My RSS costs money. Spotify. Like all the things. <laughs> everything. Nothing uh, is. Yeah, all the COVID, uh, the benefits of COVID are long gone. And I'm probably going to need a new laptop here soon. <laughs> and this headset sends an interference to my microphone so i need to figure that out (laughs) there is that 
uh, I noticed it when I was recording some of my own because I can see the audio when I'm recording it. And I'm like, there is some interference going on. And I switched headphones to another one that's not as good. And that one didn't have the interference. But then I can't hear you as well. So. Oh, that's, yeah. But the headset I was wearing last week, which will be next week, is broken. Uh, it's ugly. So I can wear I that remember you I wore it backwards, it. didn't you? Yeah, I wore it backwards. So I can't use the microphone because of that. <laughs> but, but it didn't cause the interference that this one does. But they're the exact same headset. That's so strange. Oh, that works. So call Razor and tell them. Razor. Actually, my friend used to work for Razor. I should ask him. Of course they did. You have you have friends everywhere, and it's amazing. I love it. He's one of my high school buds that's been playing D&D with See? me for years. That's awesome. Uh, but yes, we adore you all. Make us um, a cult, cult leaders, and we're the cocktail and cult leaders. <laughs> Yes, I adore every one of you except for Jeff. You know who you are, Jeff. Oh, yeah, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff stole Ralph. Jeff, he did. <laughs> I'm very salty about it. We don't. I'm not talking about it, but I'm just going to say, Jeff, you know who you are. Mm-mm. If I ever come and stay at your house, I'm going to leave you Ralph's. <laughs> you could. You could leave me Ralph. I'll take care of Ralph for you and bring him back. If you want to know who Ralph is, you have to check out the next episode. <laughs> sure do. Stay tuned. It's we'll, great. we'll record backwards like this forever. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, maybe I'll research again and we can record again on Wednesday and have another episode. I'm down if you want to do it. All right. We love you guys. Love you. Goodbye. Crow, crow 